welcome back. I am your host, the Susan Anime O'Hagan. And yes, I took a little bit of a break. I know. I know. It was very naughty of me. <laughs> but I needed it. <laughs> Desperately. But anyway, today, I'm going to talk about this Santa Claus movie. Now you may be wondering, are you going to be doing this the whole time? Maybe. We don't know. Miss Santa can't decide if she wants to just talk about Christmas movies. Or not talk about Christmas movies. So here we go. We're going to kind of... I can't decide if the whole month I want to do all Christmas or not. But the Santa Claus movie is a 1994 American Christmas comedy film written by Leo and Steve. And directed by John, and the first installment in the Santa Claus franchise, it stars Tim Allen as Scott Calvin, an ordinary man who accidentally causes Santa Claus to fall from his roof on Christmas Eve. Oh my goodness gracious. Played by Tim Allen's actual stunt double, Steve Lewis. Lucas? I'm so bad at pronouncing names. When he and his young son, Charlie, finish St. Nick's trip and delivers, they go to the North Pole where Scott learns that he must become the new Santa Claus and convince those he loves that he is indeed Santa Claus. The film was released on November 11th, 1994. Okay, for heaven's sake. I was born in 1994. I feel old and young watching this. It's so creepy and weird. Literally. I was born in 1994. <laughs> oh, I'm so disturbed by this. Because it just reminds me that I'm going to be 30 in like two years. Well, I'm going to be 29 this year coming up. So, well, technically, it's so confusing. It grosses $190 Goodness, this nine looks like a six. It received positive reviews from critics and has since become a Christmas time staple. Among viewers, its success led to two sequels, The Santa Claus 2 in 2002. I was eight in 2002, and I know this specifically because that's when my mom passed away. And Santa Claus Free, the Escape Clause, 2006. Fun fact, the last one's not my favorite. I do like the relationship that grows between him and his... What is she? His niece? I think she's the niece of his wife's new husband? Question mark? I'm not 100% sure. Which were both financially successful, despite the mixed reception the Santa Claus 2 received and the negative reception to Santa Claus 3, the escape clause, received. The finances continued with a follow-up limited series, The Santa Clauses, which premieres November 16, 2020 on Disney+. Plus. I have not seen that yet. I think I might start tonight. We'll see. Uh, 
it depends because I also want to watch a movie, but I'm also like, ooh, Christmas stuff. I'm like, ooh, Christmas TV show question mark. And do I want to watch all the movies leading up to it or watch the movie and watch the show then watch the movies? I've seen them like a million times. It's just the staple of my Christmas. Successful toy salesman Scott Calvin. <laughs> okay, here's the thing. Dude, seriously, they are almost exactly, he's like already Santa Claus. He works in a toy company and his initials are SC. But yeah, he was a jerk in the beginning of that movie. Like, completely, it, it was just, yeah. His character went from kind of like a jerky dad to like a decent kind of person, which was kind of like a redemption. I guess it's like the mean girl redemption, but for guys, like it's a, it's a mean guy, mean boy redemption. Scott Calvin prepares to spend Christmas Eve with his son, Charlie. Scott wants Charlie to maintain his belief in Santa Claus, despite not believing himself. Scott's former life, Lauren, and her physician, oh, psychiatrist husband, Dr. Neil My Miller, both stop believing Santa at a young age and feel that Charlie needs to do so as well. After an older kid made Charlie upset by saying Santa is not real. On Christmas Eve, Scott burns the turkey, so he and Charlie go to Denny's for dinner. Okay. That scene is so... I was from a divorced parents and kind of understood the feeling like, eh, I don't know, like now it would not fly, but then it did where like the dads were the ones like all in there with their kids and they're all like, yeah, we burnt stuff, we couldn't cook. And not like... A lot of the older generation that I know, and I hate to say this, the men don't know how to cook for themselves, so they just go out to eat after their significant other dies. And I'm like, they're like, yeah, they don't know how to cook after their wife died. And I'm like, what? Uh, oh, we've learned basic, even toast, just make toast if you have to. Or get a cookbook and try a recipe. I don't know, it just seemed weird, but I guess back in this time period, like, you gotta remember, this is 1994, when the movie was come out, <laughs> and some of the things aren't as woke. Trust me on that. I love this movie, it's like a classic, but people are like, oh, it's not as woke, and I'm like, yeah, I could see some ways. That night, they are awakened by a noise on the roof. Scott startles a man wearing a Santa suit standing on the roof, who slips and falls to the ground. The dead man's body vanishes, leaving behind a red suit and business card that states, if something should happen to me, put on my suit. The reindeer will know what to do. Scott dons the suit and spends the rest of the night delivering gifts before the reindeer take them to the North Pole. Bernard the head elf explains that by putting on the suit, Scott is subject to a legal technicality known as the Santa Claus and has accepted all of Santa's duties and responsibilities. Bernard gives Scott 
11 months to get his affairs in order before reporting back to the North Pole on Thanksgiving. Confused and overwhelmed, Scott changes into the pajama provided to him and falls asleep awakening in his own bed. Scott thinks it was all a dream until he realizes he is wearing the pajamas when Charlie proudly tells his class that Scott is Santa, Lauren and Neil, and the principal asks Scott to tell Charlie that was a dream, but Scott insists to ask him to keep it to themselves. Over the course of the year, strange things begin to happen to Scott. The first thing to appear is a beard, which always regrows even immediately after shaving. He also develops a fondness for Christmas treats, primarily milk and cookies, which is ironically funny because in the first couple of, um, uh, what do you call it, gift dripped off, gift drop offs, he tells one of the little girls he is literally lactose intolerant. So the little girl and him are like, yeah, okay. So now he likes milk and cookies, which is kind of funny because that means he's not lactose intolerant anymore. I'm not really sure how that works, but what do I know? But just a fun fact. The taste for these newfound treats caused Scott to gain an inordinary amount of weight seemingly overnight and he balloons to 192 pounds which at first he thinks is just bloated. He also begins losing the color of his hair, turning it streak white. Scott's doctor says his weight gain is just fluctuation, even when Scott insists that gaining 45 pounds in a week is not right, and the changing of his hair color is because he is middle-aged. His rapid weight gain results in his clothes not fitting, and he results to wearing sweatpants. When Scott shows up to work, he tries to pass off his noticeable larger round and pudgier belly as being the result of a bee sting. Scott's weight gain becomes evident to his co-workers when he orders dessert items which he says are sides. During a meeting with his company, Scott distributes the meaning to call out their ideas of promoting a television advertisement of Santa riding a toy tank. Scott's boss, Mr. Weidel, takes him aside and asks him to get some help. He also begins to recount naughty and nice children by name after getting his list of children in the mail. It was a long list. Like, when they drop it off, it is a long list of piles. After Lauren and Neil witness children wanting to sit on Scott's lap at Charlie's soccer game, they assume Scott is deliberately misleading Charlie and decides to have the judge suspend Scott's whew, parental rights, which is not a good thing. Sponsors, 
Flash Buffer. Let's continue. This during a meeting with his. Okay, nah. What? I don't know what that just did. Okay. Charlie's soccer game, and they assure Scott is deliberately misleading Charlie and decides to have a judge suspend Scott's versatation rights, which devastates him. At Thanksgiving, Scott goes to Lauren and Neil's house to say goodbye to Charlie, but Neil will not let him anywhere near Charlie. When Neil insists that Scott is not Santa, Charlie shows Scott a magical snow globe that Bernard had given him, finally convincing Scott that he really is Santa. When Lauren and Neil allow Scott a minute to talk to Charlie alone, Bernard appears and transports him and Charlie to the North Pole. Thinking Scott has kidnapped Charlie. Jeez, this movie has it all. Kidnapping, burnt turkey, people disappearing and vanishing. Because where did everyone think Charlie will? And his, uh, whatever, this is the whole thing. Holy cow. Call the police. Okay, why would you put... Oh, okay, I, I just can't. On Christmas Eve, Scott sets out to deliver the gifts of Charlie in tow. Upon arriving at Lauren and Neil's home, Scott is arrested. First of all, if you think he's Santa, why would you get him arrested knowing that he... You just said that he is Santa, and you know that he has to deliver like a thousand toys. I'm guessing over a thousand, maybe even. I mean, I don't know everyone who celebrates Christmas in the entire universe, but you just said he's Santa. Uh-huh. And now you're arresting him on Christmas, which is the... Really? At this point, I'm super confused by you. These two, his ex-wife and his wife's... I'm not sure if they're husband and wife in this part, or just boyfriend and girlfriend. They annoyed me. Because I'm just like, okay, you believed he was Santa, and... Now he's charged with kidnapping on Christmas. Like, are you serious? The elves sent a team to break him out of jail. Scott convinces Laura and Neil that he is Santa again. And asks Charlie to send Christmas with them as they are his family too. Lauren burns the court papers suspending Scott's visitation rights and tells Scott he can visit any time. Bernard appears and tells Charlie that any time he shakes his snow globe, his father will appear. Before leaving, Scott gives Lauren and Neil the two Christmas presents that they never got as children, which had caused their disbelief in Santa. Scott proves his identity to the police before heading off, and Neil apologizes to Charlie. Who forgives him? Charlie summons Scott back with the snow globe and Lauren agrees to let Charlie go with Scott in the sleigh to finish delivering the presents. Okay, Tim Allen as Scott Calvin or Santa Claus. I'm giving you the list of people now. Eric Lord or Charlie Calvin. Wendy Cruson as Lauren Miller. Judd Rhino Hold as Dr. Neil Miller, David K. as Bernard the Head Elf, Paige as Judith the Elf, Peter as Mr. Whitehall, 
Larry as Detective... I'm not sure how to say that without being offensive, so I'm not going to. Jane as Judith, the waitress. Kenny as the elf leader. Chris Benson as Fireman O'Hara. Mary Grace as Miss Daniels. Josie Guy as Principal Captain. Judith as Susan Perry. Steve as Dr. Peter Novus. As Ballet Girl, Fox Kid, Santa, Reindeer, 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 Puppet. So does this movie still hold up? It's a hard one. It's a classic. And with like all classics, it doesn't always hold up. But you still have like a place in your heart for them that says, I love this movie. But at least I understand the problems with it and we have been working on fixing them. And also this movie is like, I like the other movies as well. Even though Charlie's character is a bit, it gets a bit weird. Like in the second one and the third one, his character arc is just so weird in the second one. I guess he tries to be naughty so his dad will see him more, question mark. Or he's upset that his dad is Santa Claus. I'm not really sure. I mean, you're a teenager. Teenagers? Oh gosh, I don't ever. That was just a nightmare. There's a reason they're called teenagers. People think terrible twos are not as easy. Try being a teenager. It ain't pretty. So. To give you my all honest opinion. I still have a place in my heart for this movie. I don't think it holds up that great, but it is interesting. Let's continue. This, during a meeting with his, okay, nah, what? I don't know what that just did, okay. Charlie's soccer game and they assure Scott is deliberately misleading Charlie and decides to have a judge suspend Scott's versatation rights, which devastates him. At Thanksgiving, Scott goes to Lauren and Neil's house to say goodbye to Charlie, but Neil will not let him anywhere near Charlie. When Neil insists that Scott is not Santa, Charlie shows Scott a magical snow globe that Bernard had given him, finally convincing Scott that he really is Santa. When Lauren and Neil allow Scott a minute to talk to Charlie alone, Bernard appears and transports him and Charlie to the North Pole. Thinking Scott has kidnapped Charlie. Jeez, this movie has it all. Kidnapping, burnt turkey, people disappearing and vanishing. Because where did everyone think Charlie will? And his, uh, whatever, this is the whole thing. Holy cow call the police. Okay, why would you, but no, okay, I, I just can't. On Christmas Eve, Scott sets out to deliver the gifts of Charlie in tow. Upon arriving at Lauren and Neil's home, Scott is arrested. First of all, if you think he's Santa, why would you get him arrested knowing that he, you just said that he is Santa and you know that he has to deliver like a thousand toys. I'm guessing over a thousand, maybe even. I mean, I don't know everyone who celebrates Christmas in the entire universe, but you just said he's Santa. 
Uh-huh. And now you're arresting him on Christmas, which is the... Really? At this point, I'm super confused by you. These two, his ex-wife and his wife's... I'm not sure if they're husband and wife in this part or just boyfriend and girlfriend. They annoyed me. Because I'm just like, okay, you believed he was Santa and... Now he's charged with kidnapping on Christmas. Like, are you serious? The elves sent a team to break him out of jail. Scott convinces Laura and Neil that he is Santa again. And asks Charlie to send Christmas with them as they are his family too. Lauren burns the court papers suspending Scott's visitation rights and tells Scott he can visit anytime. Bernard appears and tells Charlie that anytime he shakes his snow globe, his father will appear before leaving. Scott gives Lauren and Neil the two Christmas presents that they never got as children, which had caused their disbelief in Santa. Scott proves his identity to the police before heading off and Neil apologizes to Charlie who forgives him? Charlie summons Scott back with the snow globe and Lauren agrees to let Charlie go with Scott and the sleigh to finish delivering the presents. Okay, Tim Allen as Scott Calvin or Santa Claus. I'm giving you the list of people now. Eric Lord or Charlie Calvin. Wendy Crewson as Lauren Miller. Judd Rhino Hold as Dr. Neil Miller, David K. as Bernard the Head Elf, Paige as Judith the Elf, Peter as Mr. Whitehall, Larry as Detective... I'm not sure how to say that without being offensive, so I'm not going to. Jane as Judith the Waitress, Kenny as the Elf Leader, Chris Benson as Fireman O'Hara, Mary Grace as Miss Daniels, Josie Guy as Principal Captain, Judith as Susan Perry, Steve as Dr. Peter Novus as Ballet Girl, Fox Kid, Santa, Reindeer, 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 Puppet. So does this movie still hold up? It's a hard one. It's a classic. And with like all classics, it doesn't always hold up. But you still have like a place in your heart for them that says, I love this movie. But at least I understand the problems with it and we have been working on fixing them. And also this movie is like, I like the other movies as well. Even though Charlie's character is a bit, it gets a bit weird. In the second one and the third one, his character arc is just so weird in the second one. I guess he tries to be naughty so his dad will see him more? Question mark? Or he's upset that his dad is Santa Claus? I'm not really sure. I mean, you're a teenager. Teenagers? Oh gosh, I don't ever... That was just a nightmare. There's a reason they're called teenagers. People think terrible twos are not as easy. Try being a teenager. It ain't pretty. So, 
to give you my all honest opinion, I still have a place in my heart for this movie. I don't think it holds up that great, but it is interesting. So I will also talk about the second Santa Claus, the third Santa Claus, give you my opinions on them, even though I kind of gave you a little bit today. I will find other Christmas movies. Yes, I did watch the new Lindsay Lohan movie and I have so many confused feelings. I'm not even sure how to process them yet, but I didn't hate it, but I didn't like love it. And I'm gonna watch some other Christmas movies that I've heard of, like A Princess Switch, which I haven't actually seen. And I heard there's like three. So that'll be interesting to watch. I don't know why. Oh, we just got Netflix, I think, this year. Did we get it last year? I don't remember. <coughs> I'm so sorry. Okay, I have water. Something I think got in my throat. Or just have a really dry throat. I'm not really sure which. Oh, that was bad. Yes, I have a terrible cough. Yes, I know. No, it doesn't need to be looked at. I've just learned. But do I still think this is a classic? Yes. Can you believe it's a classic? Holy crud. I'm saying it's a classic, even though it was in 1994. Oh gosh. Makes me feel kind of awkward and old. Oh, I'm just so confused by this. Will I watch the TV show? Oh yeah. Will I review for you all? Oh yes. Am I excited for it? Uh-huh. Because I love Christmas and winter solstice and I've been watching other holiday movies, but the only other, like, I'll watch, um, TV shows that talk about Hanukkah and Kwanzaa as well, and I'm not sure what other holidays there are, but if you know any that I should review and talk with you all about, and if there's any movie suggestions for Christmas or holidays or whatever you celebrate, let me know, because I don't mind watching them, reviewing them, and talking about them. But yeah, I think if you have never seen the Santa Claus 1, 2, and 3, watch it. It's good. It might not hold up as well as it originally did, but it's still a classic and it's good. It's like watching Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and of course, what are Rudolph, Santa Claus, The Year Without a Santa Claus, Frosty the Snowman. Elf, which yes, Elf is a classic, which I will be talking about. The Grinch, like, I grew up in those classics. To me, those are classics that I love. And we'll always have like a little... And there's more, but I mean, I can't name all of them off the top of my head. And I will also try to talk about some Christmas books and different things as well. Okay, I hope you all have a great and wonderful day and I'm sorry I had to take a little break 
but I, A, it was the holiday, B, my mental health, C, November was a rough month for me. Still is, because it's still November, but it's slowly getting to Christmas. And what was the other one? I think it was, oh, and I've been having some, you know, health issues. So it's definitely a thing. But I hope you have a great and wonderful week, and I will hear you, see you. I do a lot of stuff, like YouTube, TikTok, everything. Patreon, check out my Patreon. Okay, hope y'all enjoyed. And have a great and wonderful holiday. And welcome back, I am your host, the Susan Anime O'Hagan. And you could call me the anime if you want. Or just anime, I don't really care. Today we are going to talk about The Santa Claus 2. That's right, we're going straight to the second movie. Okay, The Santa Claus 2. The Santa Claus 2 is a 2002 American Christmas comedy film directed by Michael in his direct debut. It is a sequel to The Santa Claus 1994 and the second installment of the Santa Claus franchise. All of the principal actors from the first film, including Tim Allen, Eric, Judd, Wendy, and David, reprised their roles and are joined by Elizabeth Spencer, released on November 1st, 2002. The film received mixed reviews from critics and grossed uh, 172 million worldwide on a 65 million budget. It was followed by another sequel, The Santa Claus 3, which we will talk about next. The Escape Clause. It's not my favorite. <laughs> Released in 2006, eight years following the event of The Santa Claus, Scott Calvin has become a great Santa Claus at the North Pole until head elf Bernard and Curtis, the keeper at the Handbook of Christmas, informs him that there is a clause, the Mrs. Claus. Scott is now pressed to get married before the next Christmas Eve or the clause will be broken and he will stop being Santa forever. At the same time, Abby the Elf delivers even more disturbing news. Scott's teenage son, Charlie, is on the naughty list due to having vandalized his school to get attention. Scott must return to his home to search for a wife and set things right with Charlie. He brings this up with by up when visited by the Council of Legendary Figures, consisting of Mother Nature, Father Time, Easter Bunny, the Tooth Fairy, and the Sandman. Okay. Charlie is on the naughty list. Scott must return to his home to search for a wife and to set things right with Charlie. He brings us up when visited by the Council of Legendary Figures consisting of Mother Nature, Father Time, Cupid, the Easter Bunny, the Tooth Fairy, and the Sandman. To cover for Santa's prolonged absence, Curtis helps Santa create a life-size animatronic Santa clone. 
much to Bernard's horror. However, at Santa's request, Bernard reluctantly plays along and tells the other elves that Santa had a makeover, so they will not question the double synthetic appearance. Because of the impending end of his contract, Scott undergoes a desanification process that gradually turns him back into Scott Calvin. He has a limited amount of magic to help him. Scott returns home to his former wife, Lauren, her husband, Neil, his six-year-old daughter. Okay, he, it is his daughter. See, I couldn't remember for the life of me who she was. So, Scott returns home to his former wife, Lauren, her husband, Neil, their six-year-old daughter, Lucy, and Charlie. He and Charlie face the iron of school principal Carol Newman when Charlie defaces the lockers. At the North Pole, Toy Santa follows the rule book to literally and begins to think that everyone in the world is naughty because of their small mistakes. As a result, Toy Santa takes over the North Pole using giant toy soldiers he made himself and unveils his plan to the elves to give lumps of coal to the world. Bernard exposes Toy Santa as a fraud and the Toy Santa places him under house arrest. After a few failed dates, Scott finds himself falling for Carol. He accompanies her in a horse-drawn sleigh to the faculty Christmas party, during which she confesses she used to believe in Santa as a child until she was forced to stop doing so by her parents after fighting with children who told her Santa was not real. Using a little of his Christmas magic, Scott, Evelines the other doll party by presenting everyone with their childhood dream gifts. He makes a special presumption to Carol that with his last resume of magic wins her over and they kiss under mistletoe. However, when Scott attempts to explain explains to her that he is Santa, she believes that he is mocking her childhood. It throws him out. Later, Charlie is upset about Scott dating his principal, and he confesses how hard it is for him that Scott is never around like other fathers, and reveals the pressure he is under.
Charlie is upset about Santa dating his principal, and he confesses how hard it is for him that Scott is never around like other fathers and reveals the pressure he is under to central the secret that his father is Santa. Lucy manages to convince Charlie not to be mad at him. Which leads Charlie to convince Carol that Scott is Santa by showing her the magic snow globe he received during Scott's initial transformation. Curtis flies in to tell Santa about toy about toy Santa. <laughs> oh boy. Curtis flies in to tell Scott about Toy Santa's plan. However, Scott has used up the last of his magic ruling Carol and cannot return to the North Pole. With help from the two fairies, Scott and Curtis manage to get back only for Toy Santa to find them and tie them up. Charlie and Carol spring them free by Sir summoning the Tooth Fairy to fly them to the North Pole. Scott goes after Toy Santa, who has already lift with the sleigh, riding chest a reindeer in training, and they both crash back into the village with an army of elves. Carol, Bernard, Charlie, and Curtis lead them into a snowball fight to overthrow the Toy Santa. Toy Santa is defeated and reduced to a six-inch height. Scott marries Carol in a ceremony. Scott transforms back into Santa, and Carol transforms into Mrs. Claus. And Christmas proceeds as it always has. Scott and Carol reveal the truth to Lucy about Scott being Santa Claus, promising to keep his secret. Tim Allen as Scott Calvin, Santa Claus, Toy Santa, Elizabeth as Principal Carol Newman, Wendy Cruson as Lauren Miller, Judge by Dr. Neil Miller, Liliana Mum as Lucy Miller, David as Bernard the Head Elf, Eric as Charlie Calvin, Spencer as Curtis the Elf, Danielle Woodman as Abby the Elf, Aisha Taylor as father of Mother Nature, Peter something, Father Time, Jay Thomas as Easter Bunny, Kevin as Cupid, Tooth Fairy, Sandman, um, Bob as Comet, and Kathy as Chestnut. So, I love this movie. I like the original the best, but this one's pretty good. The Toy Santa is the only thing I don't like. He is just creepy beyond creepy. And I guess they did a good job making him creepy because, dang, I was like, are you kidding me? This thing is freaky looking. And is it like, it, it's just disturbing that little toy, that, that Santa animatronic. And it's crazy that they have this stupid loophole in a couple of movies where you have to marry 
or else you don't get to do what you were supposed to do. Like in the Princess Diaries, too. The loophole is she had to marry a man to become a princess. This one, he has to marry a woman to become Santa again. Are you kidding me? Really? This is what we have to do. Force people into marriage. Because of what reason exactly is beyond me. The Mrs. Claus thing, like, yeah, him and Carol are a great couple. They seem sweet together. But dang, did you really have to go there? Like, did you have to go there? Because me, mm -mm, I was like, no, that's just wrong. For both a man and a woman to be forced into marriage, or else they can't be Santa or a princess? No. Scott, Calvin, or Santa Claus in this movie is a much better person than in the um, first one. He's definitely grown up. You could see the character change from kind of a meh, okay dad to more an okay person to like a really great person. And he tries to be the best he can be for his son and his son's stepsister. And, you know, it took him a while to admit to Lucy that they, he's Santa because he didn't want her to tell everyone, but she does keep the secret, which is kind of cool. Charlie being naughty is definitely, it was kind of annoying. It's like, dude, we went from a cute, sweet, innocent kid to a teenage jerk. Yeah, okay, just completely changed his character, but teenagers have, they're still figuring stuff out, so I guess, like, that's a normal thing. It's just so weird to me that this is what happens. And I guess, um, I still watch this movie every year. I watch all three, and last night I started watching the TV series, but for the life of me, I can barely remember no, I remember it, but I forget where I left off. I think I fell asleep during it, which is kind of annoying, but yet at the same time, like, I'm like, oh, I fell asleep. Go figure, because, you know, I'm tired at night. And I do love that they have Mother Nature, Father Time, Cupid, the Easter Bunny, the Tooth Fairy, and Sandman kind of just in, like, the group. I think from what I remember, Mother Nature is the leader of the group. Either that or Santa Claus is. I'm not 100% sure who is the exact leader, but I know like the two fairy was like, they were interesting. Like that seems very interesting. And yeah, um, him using up all his magic again. They keep doing that. like. He has trouble with his magic in a lot of these movies and show. But yes, I will review the TV show for all of you and talk about that as well. As along with every other thing. And yes, this has been more parts than I normally do because I was busy babysitting doggies on and off the whole day. It's literally like almost two it's like 1 p.m where i live and soon we have to go pick up my child from school 
this movie is good. I like it. Other than the crazy, creepy animatronic Santa, it's a decent movie. And the fact that he gets, I don't know, like tricked into marriage, forced into it. Like that's the only other thing that bugs me is like he literally has to find someone to marry to become Santa again. It's like, are you kidding me? Why is this a plot point? Charlie, I think his character makes sense. I mean, he's a teenager. Teenagers act up sometimes. And I do like um, the way it looks because it definitely got more like Christmassy. And I think there's a lot more at like Santa's workshop because of course in the original he was still getting used to being Santa and then this one there's more of the workshop. And in the third one, there's a lot more. But I guess, like, I wonder how old he would be. Like, I know in the TV show they said he was 65, that most people retire. I'm not really sure how it works for Santa. <laughs> like, I didn't know if Santa aged or not. To be honest because I've seen like other shows and movies where he doesn't really age so I don't know but I do have to say like the two fairy coming to the rescue was cool the new character the girl uh, Santa's girlfriend eventually wife Carol is pretty cool she's not a she's a tough cookie like you don't want to mess with her and if I were you like I would behave around her like she's tough but not like evil she has like a I'm a principal so I have to be tough type of attitude but yet she's sweet so it's kind of like a I could be tough when I need to be type of situation so yeah if you still like this go watch it I mean it's a classic yes I'm calling it a classic and yes do I have issues with the fact that in the TV show they were talking about this little girl yeah I'm just gonna yeah we'll talk about that a different time I'm just rambling now I hope y'all have a great and wonderful week and we will talk more about Christmas movies I have plenty of them and also do you want me to do a comparison on all the Grinch movies because there are quite a few and I'm not joking like I'm literally looking into space thinking about how many there are and I'm like ooh should I do a comparison I do want to talk about all of them The Grinch is one of my favorite all time favorite Christmas movies I mean I just love it and always have okay bye
Spatzer. Don't forget to always ask a parent or guardian before watching by doing or listening to anything. And to remember that I do my best to fact check and research what I can about this information. So hopefully this information isn't misleading, but I cannot guarantee 100% of it is accurate. I do my best to try and get 100%. So I hope you all have a great and wonderful week. And I hope you all enjoyed my podcast this weekend. And don't forget to tell your friends and family about it. Also, I hope you all enjoyed this educationally fun podcast. You can check out my Gummy Bears YouTube channel as well. And now I'm going to say over and out. See you next time, I hope. Love you all. Heart my fans.